0: Hey listeners, before we get to the episode, I just want to give a big thank you shout out to our Patreon supporters, Haley K., Mina K., Claire G., and Nicholas Haynes of the Sketchy Nonsense Podcast. If you would like to support the show on Patreon and have your name read out for our millions and millions of listeners, um, head on over to patreon.com slash chef. Thank you. We're cooking up some recipes gonna give them a spin if you're messing with top rope chefs
1: you can never win we'll be leaving you in the kitchen wishing you were beaten battered and fried we'll be cooking up some main dishes desserts and
0: yummy things on the side can you take the heat 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 can you take the heat
1: Welcome to the Top Rove Chef podcast, the podcast about food and wrestling, where we are cooking through the entire WWE cookbook, Can You Take the Heat, one recipe at a time, talking about the wrestlers in these recipes. My name is Bradley, the big <laughs> yawn, <laughs> Jones, with me as always.
0: Jacqueline, the new wild Maynard. How are you doing, Brad?
1: Good. Sleepy? Hold <laughs> out. I'm sleepy all the time on the weekends. I feel like I lose sleep on the weekdays and just make it all up on the weekends.
0: Yeah, that's a bullshit way to live.
1: I know, but it's just what you do, I guess.
0: Yep, here in America. Hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's get our days longer. Let's go for that... Let's get that 28 hour uh, work week going yeah work day going it's about get to be the solstice hours.
0: our days will get longer
1: that's good I guess I don't know I, I want I want that I but I don't want I want to work less yeah More free time for wrestling and food and, and beer
0: I feel like if we just make business cards and hand them out then that makes us like just we can be like wrestling consultants or what were the other things you wanted to do? Just put consultant and then hand out your business card and then people will hire you. You can schedule your own time. You can write off your internet on your taxes and then be a millionaire.
1: That's it. That sounds like a great pitch. That's it. I don't don't understand a lot of it, but (laughs) you said it with confidence. So I'm intending to agree with
0: you. (laughs) <laughs> you just start with a business card and a strong handshake, and then you're in the door.
1: Jacqueline, what are we uh, drinking today? We start every episode with a drink of choice. What, whether it be an iced tea, a beer, a wine, a lemonade. Um, are you guessing? I'm trying to think of uh, a Slurpee. A hot cocoa. A uh, iced, co- uh, iced hot cocoa, iced cocoa. Iced cocoa. Hot... Yeah, you ever frozen hot chocolate before? No.
0: That defeats That's a the purpose. Thing. Frozen hot chocolate. Mm
1: frozen hot chocolate can't yeah, be frozen and hot yep it's, it's it's a real thing no <laughs> <I'm> dying, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: <laughs> well today i am drinking the last little bit of the cider the growler of cider we bought at tandem it is an accident batch and it's super good and super dry uh, we is an accident
1: a... batch cheaper than a normal batch nope but it's delicious oh
0: It's called Mirage, because now you see it, and then it's gone.
1: (laughs) That's that's fun. It's also sad. I kind of, I always wanted to see a Mirage. Like, what would my Mirage look like, you know? I
0: used to, like, when I would go to sleep at night, that's what I would try and, like, picture. Like, what would my Mirage be?
1: Did you ever figure yours out? I definitely want the classic, like, pool of water with grass around it with that pine, that palm tree, and, like, cute bikini babes, like, Hitting a beach ball back and forth between each other.
0: So yours is a very 80s Mirage.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want, I want the classic Mirage.
0: Okay, all right. Mirage Classic.
1: We can market this. Mirage Classic. That's <laughs> coming soon.
0: From to, a, to a chef. memory
1: near you. Yeah. <laughs> the Mirage Classic could be a car company. It could be a soda brand. It could be. It's got a lot of potential.
0: Yeah, it could be like a nutrition supplement. We can market, (laughs) because your money will disappear, because it's really expensive. I'll work on that (laughs) pitch. The confidence wasn't there for that, but...
1: No, you backed off of that
0: one. I did. I did. What are you drinking? Today,
1: uh, you helped me decipher what this beer said. It's a hard-to-read label. Uh, It ended up being called a Cuvée, C-U-V-E is the name of the brand, and it's a Mamzelle.
0: Like Mademoiselle? Man's I guess so. Out.
1: It's a Belgian artisanal beer, and it just says the word "untamable" at the bottom of it.
0: Just like a woman.
1: <laughs> Oak barrel aged Belgian sour ale. It's distributed in Manchester, Michigan. Imported. Uh, there's a website on the bottle, but it didn't go anywhere. It also has four W's. I only put three W's in, so maybe that's my fault.
0: Four W's.
1: It's got four Ws. That's not how the internet works. It's got an address from Oostkamp, Belgium. And a batch uh, six, it says on it. Unfiltered, pasteurized, bottled, conditioned. It's just like uh, shampoo.
0: Yeah. Does it taste like shampoo?
1: <laughs> let's Let's give it a go. <laughs> it was the last one on the shelf at Westbourne. That's always okay. a good sign. Never a sign that the... Beer's gone old and just been sitting there all year round.
0: I'm really... I want you to do a side-by-side with shampoo now. Oh! oh it's real
1: sour! <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh! That was like
0: a comical, like, cartoon face you just made. Your whole face squinched just into the center.
1: Ooh! <laughs> <Ew. laughs>
0: what are the flavors? What are the notes? Take me I couldn't there.
1: even... It just tasted so sour. Um...
0: Did it bring you out of your Bikini Babes
1: mirage? (laughs) Maybe it brought me into a whole different one. There's definitely like a vinegar. Mm. Uh, um, (laughs) Do I taste the barrel age? Maybe a little bit. I got to try another one of these sips, but my body wasn't ready. (laughs) Okay, let's let's go again.
0: It's like 10 more heads at once.
1: Yeah, let's figure this out. Okay. (laughs) Okay, now that I'm ready for it. It's fruity. Maybe lime and lemon. Some sort of citrus for sure it's a sour that's that's for, for gosh down sir i i don't know if i like it i hold on
0: <laughs> you're listening i haven't to experienced
1: you. a beer like this in the on the podcast for a while so i'm just <laughs> trying to take it all in I'm trying to get all the notes sorry for all the
0: mouth noises for you people who love it's good or hate mouth noises i hope i edit this episode i'm gonna make them even louder <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> on beer advocate it's got a 3.7 out of five which is a good average The best rating has a long, long description. And there's just too many things happening. Aromas of big tart, sour lemon, lime, cherry, berry, peach, apricot, pineapple, and pear. That's bullshit. It keeps going after that. That
0: person cannot taste all those things. They're just showing on.
1: Awesome complexity, robustness, and balance of fruity, funky, acidic, spicy yeast. Funky is how I would describe this, now that I have that word in my head. This, one other person says funky yet bretty. What's a bready mean? bretty mean? B R E T T Y. Oh, bretty? Does yeah. it mean
0: that they don't know how to spell bretty?
1: Maybe. Bretty.
0: <laughs> bretty, <laughs> <Ready>, set, go. <laughs> You're listening to Pun Hour with Brad and Jacqueline.
1: I wasn't even making the pun. That's even better. Less work for me to do. I appreciate it. Well, I'd love to. Let's have someone take the reins.
0: The more I talk to you, the closer I am to understanding what a pun is.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, it's just wordplay.
0: Yeah, I can rhyme.
1: Okay, that's not that's just making like a song or a poem or something. <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah. Right in the middle, right in the middle of that long-winded
0: yeah, if I left it in, I would have I would have uh, loudened the pouring sound because I like a good pour. But I did switch to lavender cider. I really am into the lavender lately. Yeah, it's just a good, uh, just a good nighttime cider, you know, lavender before bed.
1: Lavender, do you like? Um, have you ever experienced like smelling? Do you ever like light like a candle or something before you go to bed? Is that ever a thing that happens in your life?
0: Yes, I've recently started doing that, and I burned through all my candles uh-huh. in a month. <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah. more.
1: I don't know if I would, I want to do that, but it, it seems like yeah, you'd use up a lot of candles.
0: I do it because I go to bed first by like two hours, so then I fall asleep, and then husband comes in and uh, blows them out, blows the candle out. Yeah, but it's nice though. It just it's like a nice ambient smell. I've switched back to incense, which is was
1: my go to for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just cheap, more cost effective, right?
0: It is, and I really like the like smoky smell of incense. I have some pine and cedar incense. I don't like the floor, the like perfumey stuff. But the natural smelling stuff, I like that.
1: I bought a pumpkin candle back in the fall. I haven't lit it yet. But just for fun. In okay, case so we're going to have people over, I was like, oh, i got to light a candle. That's like the only time I'd ever think to light a candle. <laughs> I was like, oh, someone's coming over. Let's light a candle. <laughs>
0: But it's just nice for you.
1: I guess I don't treat myself good enough.
0: You gotta start doing that. I've been getting better about that, especially with my shower time, since I started doing... Like, the only time I enjoy showers now is when I have a shower cider or a drink. Then I just... I didn't have cider one day, and so I made myself a cup of tea and had that in the shower. That was really lovely. And then I started lighting candles and just having, like, the room really, like, dark and scented, because I'll turn the lights off, because I just want that ambient light, just like, it's just some me time. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a podcast on. I've got a
1: fun cliffhanger for our uh, after show, because I've been doing something interesting in the shower as well, that I'll <laughs> tell everyone about. Because everyone cares about our shower time.
0: You're listening it's, to it's, shower it's, it's time. A brought, it's,
1: it's, a, it's a subject that gets brought up a lot in the after show. It is. And I've, I've got something to say on the matter.
0: Okay. Well, there's that cliffhanger, so stay with us through the rest of this episode.
1: <laughs> Let's get into talking about um the wrestler today. There's only one we got, but he had two recipes in this book. We've got we're talking about Rikishi.
0: Rikishi Fatu. That name is familiar to you. It's because he has two twin sons, Jay and Jimmy the Usos. They are current wrestling. They're really good.
1: Yeah, they're probably the best tag team in the world right now. They might be some of the best wrestlers in the world, if you like really Figure it out and boil it down. Yeah. They're just so good at wrestling.
0: They're, yeah.
1: I've got to say that I'm disappointed in the book for not doing a rikishi, as in a rakish. Why oh. don't we, why couldn't we do a, a quiche? Why, it's just right there for the taking. Well, it's just we'll do left it. Left on the dinner table.
0: We'll do it with our cookbook. Do you know what rikishi means? No. It is the Japanese word for sumo. Oh, okay. Or unless that's yokozuna.
1: It might be Yokozuna.
0: Rikishi was something similar to that. I looked it up. This is really good podcasting. To
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so look up something and immediately forget it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you talk. I'll, I'll chime back in.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about just Samoan wrestling in general. Because there's a whole culture built around the Samoan people and professional wrestling. It started, I don't know when, probably the 60s, 70s, or 80s, a long time ago. There's a huge lineage of professional wrestlers who are Samoan. And I also have a list that I lost. (laughs) There it is. Notable Samoan wrestlers that you'd probably know. Rikishi, who we're talking about. Umaga, who was a big-time wrestler in the late 2000s who passed away kind of suddenly. It was kind of, you know, it was sad. And then we got The Rock, Yokozuna, Roman Reigns, The Usos. And they're all cousins and related just somehow. Just all this every Samoan's related to another Samo- Samoan. Everyone's a cousin of a cousin of a cousin.
0: Isn't it their family name Anoai? Anoai. Yeah, the family is yeah. called
1: the yeah, the Anoai family.
0: Anoai. Okay. Rikishi is the Japanese word for sumo wrestler.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, it's kind of a strange cultural appropriation thing that happened, specifically for who who is a nineties wrestler and a very popular wrestler, but he was not Japanese, but he was he was coming out with a Japanese flag and he was a sumo wrestler as a as his character gimmick. And he was not at all Japanese. He was straight up Samoan.
0: And Rikishi from the Attitude Era, when he was known as Rikishi, um, he came out in a thong and the big waistband, like a sumo outfit, a sumo style outfit. But then he mm-hmm. like later when he like turned back to face, and he heightened in popularity, probably the peak of his popularity. He, like, turned it into like a early 2000s Marky Mark kind of style of things.
1: Yeah, before that he was in a tag team that was pretty su- successful called the Head Shrinkers, and I believe his dad were in a, another tag team called the Wild, Wild Samoans, yeah. which were, they debuted in the 1970s, they wrestled all up into the 1990s, all around the country. There was a Kind of a, a gimmick of a Samoan wrestler is to have kind of a strong head. There'd be an, often times where a wrestler would try to headbutt a Samoan and then they themselves would get hurt because of a Samoan's head was just so str- oh, it's so strong. Reading from the Wild Samoans Wikipedia, they uh to encourage their wild man image, they would have outrageous behavior such as nose picking and eating raw fish during interviews.
0: I'll counter <laughs> with the head shrinkers uh Wikipedia bait. <laughs> The Head Shrinkers, uh, portrayed as a pair of Samoan savages, often displayed uncivilized behavior, such as biting into a turkey carcass during a match during a match, and dragging each other around by their hair.
1: So one of the wild Samoans uh, is the father to Roman Reigns.
0: Oh, I yeah. didn't realize that.
1: It's a huge wrestling family.
0: They're like the wrestle- the wrestling dynasty. It's them and the hearts.
1: But the quantity of Samoans just oh, like yeah. far outweighs anything.
0: And they're all... Honestly, that list that you gave, those are all some of the best wrestlers in wrestling. Nia Jax, she's one of the best women wrestlers. I mean, she's a great wrestler, gender aside, but she's just great. She's like a powerhouse. All of them are powerhouses.
1: I have a big crush on Nia Jax. I'm I'm trying to withhold myself from gushing about her
0: this is the episode to do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it just it just makes it'll make everybody uncomfortable her and me included but she is a very gorgeous lady
0: Nia Jax, she, hit us up girl so Top strong. rope chef at gmail.com oh boy
1: I would not know the first <laughs> thing to do <laughs> sitting across from that from that woman it'd be like I don't ugh.
0: Be your mirage come true.
1: It'd be like, yeah, hanging out with Cleopatra or something. It's like, what do you say? How do I? What's the. Do you. You
0: just um. sweat a lot and wipe your hands on your shirt and say, I love you and run away.
1: <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> Well, we've got to talk about a bit about the Simones. We'll get more in-depth into Rikishi after this first recipe. Jacqueline, you pick the recipe you want to talk about.
0: I want to talk about Rikishi's Rump Roast. I think that'll lead very well into the next one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go for it.
0: Rikishi's Rump Roast. Rikishi is the first person in the business whose behind became the star of the show, so his favorite dish had to be a rump roast, didn't it? It's a different approach, but it works. This is a terrific roast that makes a wonderful Sunday family meal, especially when you add a few more spuds. Man, JR has got like, like potato eyes. He's got eyes. potato brain.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's got a potato growing inside of his brain. Sure. He's, he's got a spud up there.
0: What if he's some sort of potato alien, like wearing human skin?
1: <laughs> he's cannibalistic if he is.
0: The ingredients are one three to four pound beef chuck pot roast, flour for dredging, vegetable oil, two medium potatoes or sweet potatoes or one of each, peeled and quartered, four carrots cut into one and a half inch pieces, salt to taste, freshly ground pepper to taste, three quarters cup of water, beef broth, dry red wine, beer or tomato juice, one of those five options, half a teaspoon of crushed dried basil or thyme, more if desired. Half a teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce, more if desired. There's five steps in this recipe. Step one, trim the excess fat from the meat and coat all sides of the meat with flour. In a heavy saute pan, brown the meat on all sides for 10 minutes. Add oil if necessary. Step two, place the potatoes and carrots on the bottom of a crock pot and place the meat on top. Cut the meat if necessary to fit. Step three, generously salt and pepper the meat and vegetables. Step four, add the water, basil, and Worcestershire sauce. Step five, cover and cook on low heat for eight to ten hours. Makes eight servings. Brad, take me through this process.
1: So, the process started as I went to the grocery store to get a piece of Chuck Pot Roast, which I found out to be kind of expensive. It was like $6.99 a pound. Yeah. And they wanted four pounds for this (laughs) recipe. But lucky for me, it was a buy one, get one free on Rump Roast Day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I got a fifteen dollar piece of rump roast and another fifteen dollar piece of rump roast to forward out for a, a four pound roast. I took it home. Uh, I was gonna make this over over the day when I was at work on Friday. Dredged it up, uh, browned it, went through all the steps. When it says to do all sides, I'm assuming it doesn't mean. I think it just means the back and the front. I didn't turn it over and do the side, actual side side of the of the meat. And I usually never do, even though it was a thick piece of meat. Okay. I did cut off a little bit of the excess fat. It didn't seem to matter, for what I could tell, after uh, the rump roast was all said and done. Okay. Cut the potatoes, mm-hmm. cut the carrots. But I went ahead and added a few more vegetables to this. Because when I was getting ready to make it and telling my roommate about, or I was going to make a rump roast, he got super excited and he was going to be like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to have like, like onions and, uh, in like Brussels sprouts and, uh, and, and carrots and potatoes and, and all sorts of vegetables in it. And I was like, well, it's, uh, well, the rikishi uh, one has, has two, <laughs> it has two vegetables. And it was like, which two carrots and potatoes. And I was like, oh, um, well, I'm sure it'll still be good. <laughs> and I went against the book and jazzed up my recipe. I even threw some cabbage in there. Yeah. Just to put that extra health kick going. The, uh, what, do you, what can you say, but every time we see a spice, yeah, it is just the wrong amount of spice.
0: <laughs> Half a teaspoon, that's nothing. And a four
1: pound... <laughs> meat crock pot you're gonna use a, a half teaspoon
0: and all this stuff
1: no you gotta you gotta use tablespoons
0: yeah
1: and i didn't even use tablespoons i just started dumping
0: yeah my god i covered
1: all the meat and basil turned it around covered all the all the meat and salt all the meat and pepper i even used parsley and cilantro oh and garlic salt
0: i was gonna say where's the garlic? Because you have to add garlic <laughs> to this. I've never had pot roast, or rump roast, pot roast, whatever, without garlic.
1: I ended up opting for the red wine of the five liquids. I also added some water, too. because
0: I did the I same. Just, I didn't know
1: how much I was. Oh, look at that. Same conduct. And it, it, it tastes a little whiny. It tastes like the red whiny, but it's not, not a bad way. No. I don't think I would do beer. Uh... We
0: made that mistake previously in a recipe where it said beer, and we did... About that much beer.
1: Tomato juice would, might seem okay. I think the red wine is the best way to do it. Yeah. I also used two teaspoons of Better Than Beef Bullion. And uh, just let it sit for eight hours. And it came out and it was awesome. It was so good. Yeah. I have so much left and it's delicious.
0: Well, you know I'm vegetarian now.
1: Yeah, how are you going to deal with the four pound beef <laughs> chuck roast? How does, how does that happen? So
0: I was reading some blogs. And I saw that a couple people had substituted mushrooms for the meat. And I just so happened to get a whole flat of mushrooms that were not the quality to sell at my work. But And they were just going to throw them away, so I just took them. So I had uh, six pounds of mushrooms that I needed to use. Oh, so I put four of those pounds of mushrooms into this. And so to sub for red meat, like beef, you put in the same amount of mushrooms, or close to. I mean, I filled the crock pot. I didn't actually weigh out how many pounds. I just assumed. And then you add, um, like, oil or butter or something. So I did olive oil um, because meat has fat. So especially chuck, chuck roast has a bunch of fat. So I did that and did everything else as is with the same... The same substitutions you did. Um, I definitely added onions. I, added, I did the carrots and the potatoes. Um, I added celery because I got some celery for free. And I feel like celery and carrots just go in this stuff. Like anytime you put something in a crock pot, you have to put onions, carrots, and celery in it, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, Even chilies, I do that now. And it's yeah. great every time.
0: Yeah, I mean, just add more vegetables. It's not like you taste it really anyways if you don't like it. But it's just good to have um i did put what did i put i put hot sauce i added that and that was really good i added the garlic and oh i put a vegetable bouillon in i did like the same thing i did like half a cup i think it was of red wine a quarter cup of water and then two vegetable and it was great it was so was so good
1: I like to cut my vegetables in, like, unique ways, specifically, like, the potatoes and the carrots, just to add different textures as you're going through it. Like, the potatoes, cut them slices and cut cut them cubes. And the same thing with the carrots, like, slices and, like, sliced dashes on them, so they're, like, long ways carrots. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a tip for me to you to make your uh, food a little more unique when you're making it.
0: I feel like you need, like, our listeners need to see you, like, wink and, like, open your mouth and, like, a twinkle happen on your tooth when you say that. <laughs> Tent from me to you.
1: <laughs> it's got all the makings of something good, and it's just missing some ingredients.
0: Yeah, I'm really shocked to not see onions. I, I mean, it, That's the big there's one. there's no garlic in any of these recipes, but onions.
1: A half teaspoon of basil.
0: I don't know what you would even oh.
1: do with if that. If a half tablespoon, I would still be upset.
0: Yeah, but ha- I mean, that's It like needs to pinch. say like
1: three tablespoons. Right. And I- I'd still be like, you could probably do a few a little more. <laughs> but the liquid seemed right, the <laughs> the broth and the <clears throat> Worcestershire. I mean, it was able to cook everything in the pot real nice. I didn't realize that uh, all like the meat, like the fat and everything would just kind of like make the liquid happen. Because it was, it was kind of like flowing the crock pot. Yeah. Even though it only had like a cup of liquid in there. Mm-hmm. It started to fill up and get juicy and good.
0: I actually did mine, like, overnight. I did it as I was going to bed one night. And then I woke up, like, I sat straight up in bed. I was like, oh, my God, something, <laughs> like, something's happening in my house. I forgot that I set it going. And I ran downstairs in the kitchen, like, I thought I left the oven on or something. Um, but it was a nice surprise in the morning because I'd made myself lunch. I forgot I did it.
1: <laughs> I could smell this going through my, my door to my house as I was entering oh. it, And I was like, oh. That's, That's exciting. such
0: a wonderful <laughs> thing to come home to. Crockpots are just magical.
1: Yeah. Whenever I make that apple butter, it's just like the best smells of all time. It permeates the house.
0: I would like you to release that recipe because I need
1: It's it. online. It's the first Google apple butter recipe that I found. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. Apple okay. butter crockpot is what I type into Google and it okay. pops up
0: good to know i ran <laughs> out of the one you made me
1: <laughs> of course there's no way that stuff survived in the week
0: that is uh what i put on my pancakes that's my go-to
1: so we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back we're gonna be talking about rikishi's whoa,
0: whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. rice whoa. casserole
0: whoa we're gonna rate this recipe first <laughs> brad what do you rate rikishi's rump roast
1: see we have to I think we right now we gotta make a precedent, Jacqueline from this part part of the podcast on are we rating what we think the recipe would be, or are we rating what we made it <laughs> I to be?
0: oh no, I never know <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well we we made what we made, so we'll rate what we made
1: four and a half stars
0: uh, I'm going three point eight five
1: good enough to get rikishi's rump <laughs> roast into the top rope chef hall of fame
0: oh weird okay
1: you don't you don't think this deserves it
0: uh no the one
1: i gotta bring you some i made i'm gonna <laughs> leave it in the freezer until i come to visit you this month and maybe i can get you to break your vegetarian fast to try a little bit of it
0: we'll see <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back talking more about Rikishi.
1: Welcome back to Top Rope Chef. We're going to be talking about Rikishi's rice casserole with broccoli. Yeah, let's
0: do it. Tell me
1: about Rikishi's butt, Jacqueline. <laughs> Tell me about his big old butt. What is, what is what? What's the move he does where he has an opponent in the ring and puts his butt in his face and just wiggles it all over the person's face? What's that, that called? Is
0: appropriately called the stink face. <laughs> Not. I feel like you didn't describe that move with. Ju- you didn't do it justice. He he knocks the opponent out, puts him in the turnbuckle, facing the center of the ring. He goes and stands in the center of the ring and smacks his bare ass with his hands and then runs at them, turns around at the last minute, and then wipes his bare ass all over their face and chest. It's so demeaning and so wonderful to watch. But you know what I like Rikishi about Rikishi more than his butt?
1: Was, <laughs> what's that? <laughs>
0: I really like his hair.
1: Yeah? He's with like the blonde?
0: super, he's, I mean, he's Samoan, so he's, like, tan, darker skinned, but he's got this, like, super bleach blonde hair, and he's even dedicated enough to do the bleach blonde goatee, but he's got the dark eyebrows, and I just really like that
1: look. He definitely has generic Japanese font on his tights for Akishi.
0: Yeah, for Any sure. Any San
1: Francisco <laughs> Asian restaurant or mart is gonna have that font on it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the one you get.
0: Yeah, but when he did when he did the two he when he would paired up with Too Cool, um, Grandmaster Sex A, and what's the other guy's name? Scotty Too Hottie. Scotty Too Hottie. Ugh um he <laughs> he definitely moved away from the stink face i feel and he just it was more into the dance like he was the dance guy when they would win he a match he wore some sweet
1: glasses he would put those oakley's on and it was looking really good
0: yeah those yellow like mustard yellow oakley's the lights would dim they would like put their hand their hands and their heads down pop their heads up and do like a side-by-side dance
1: he's a fan favorite Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And they, they tried to make him a bad guy after his run with Too Cool. Yeah. And he just, people just didn't want it. They didn't want to see it happen. Because no. Rikishi was just so fun, and we wanted to see him dance and put his butt in people's faces. We didn't want to see, like, mean man Rikishi.
0: No. Do you remember how they tried to make him a bad guy? No, I don't. They So, if you remember, Stone Cold Steve Austin got ran over by a truck. At one oh. point, and he because he had like a legitimate injury and he was out, but they made it like oh, somebody hit him with a car or a truck or a limo or something. And like, there was a whole mystery for I don't know how many months, months and months, let's say, of who did it like, who was driving the vehicle. And it came out that it was Rikishi, and that's how they tried to turn him heel, but it didn't, like you said, it didn't really take. And then, so to switch him back to face. It came out that Triple H, like, hired him or made him do it somehow, and then he beat, he, uh, oh, he stink-faced Stephanie McMahon, and then he was a uh, face again.
1: Yeah, Vince McMahon, according to the Wikipedia, but maybe, maybe wow. Stephanie as well. I'm sure it was funny for everyone to get a stink face. It was a family and Apparently, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after the match, like, after he ran Steve Austin over during their match at the pay-per-view, Austin then tried to run him over yes. in a police car.
0: yes. I remember that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of car action, I remember, in this era.
1: Vince McMahon's limousine exploding, which I think is the first time we actually brought that up on this podcast, where yes. or, or it was an angle. Yeah. In the So Vince McMahon was just leaving the Raw one night. He gets in a car, <laughs> cuts to a wide-angle shot, the limousine explodes. Yeah. Next week on Raw, he's just back and they don't talk about it. <laughs> <that.
0: laughs> as a kid who didn't really understand the magic of television, <laughs> that like things aren't always as they're presented, that was terrifying. I feel
1: like it had to have been like, like a who shot Mr. Burns yeah. scenario where they were just gonna like try to think of something to like who put the car in the who put the bomb in the car, but like that's a little extreme to put a bomb in a car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But is this casserole of any interest to you, I
0: wonder? Uh, I give your segue
1: a two stars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lead us Rikishi's
1: on. Rice Casserole with Broccoli. Even though his backside has more dimples <gasps> than a, tilt, a Titleist golf ball, Rikishi has used his most prominent asset to gain fame as a wrestler. This giant Samoan and his ample backside have become one of the hottest acts in the world wrestling figure. Rikishi's Samoan heritage brings with it a love for rice in a variety of dishes. And Miss Rikishi says her husband can really put away large quantities of this family favorite. The ingredients to this recipe, one quarter cup chopped onion, one tablespoon margarine, half cup milk, Three-quarters cup low-fat Velveeta cheese. Two cups cooked rice, drained. One eight-ounce package, frozen, broccoli chopped, or used fresh. 1 10 One ten-and-a-half-ounce can of cream of chicken soup. Half teaspoon of salt. Four steps to this recipe. Step one, preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Step two, cook the onions in the margarine until soft and translucent. Step three, add them to the remaining ingredients and mix gently. Step four. Bake in a two-quart baking dish for an hour until the top is golden. Makes four servings. Jacqueline, what do you think of Rikichi's Rice Casserole with Broccoli?
0: Can I just rate it off the bat?
1: <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. No, no, you can. No, don't. No, 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 no.
0: I will all LTs. Um, I loved it. <laughs> 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 this is... I make this recipe all the time. All the time. Anyways, not with Velveeta cheese. With real yeah, cheese. Yeah, that's the
1: worst ingredient I've, I've seen in this cookbook. And it's not even just Velveeta. It's a low-fat Velveeta. It's why even... Why no.
0: Let's even? just do real cheese and be grown-ups. Um, yes. And I did cream of mushroom instead of cream of chicken. But I have made this recipe since I was a child. Like, it's so good. All the time. All the time. I have done it with just broccoli. I've done it with broccoli and, like, the peas and carrots... Done it with fresh vegetables, with frozen vegetables. I mean, if you have cheese and rice and vegetables, you just can't go wrong.
1: I love that chunky rice at the top, like oh, crispy rice. Yeah. When it gets mixed in with the rest of it. Oh, just yeah. Just give it
0: a little crunch. A little crunch Sign factor. Sign it out. So good. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think about the half teaspoon of salt? Is that is that enough salt for this? Uh,
0: like we <laughs> said in the previous recipe, I've just stopped looking at the amounts and just saw salt. Half a teaspoon of salt. Yeah. Oh. I put um parsley in this. Yeah. Also and I did black pepper and I of course. did Oh, I did garlic. Garlic powder. Um but you know this is one that you actually don't have to have garlic.
1: I mean, if you like yeah, herb, I don't, I don't, I didn't miss it when I was eating mine. Yeah,
0: I think it adds a little something, something. It depends on what you put in it.
1: I probably put some uh, some other protein in there, but that's just me. Chopped chicken or something in there, or
0: uh, chicken thighs. I used to put in there. I've done this with um, like salmon or tuna.
1: Oh yeah, I was thinking a seafood. Super would be good.
0: good, and um, yeah, I've done it with bacon. It's all good. There's no this is <laughs> this is like the best meal I've had out of this cookbook, <laughs> and especially because it's so cold outside now. And this is just such a nice like comfort food. Both of these recipes were comfort food recipes.
1: So what do you eat? rikishi's rice <laughs> casserole with broccoli. Five stars.
0: Five stars.
1: Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I like to reserve a five star for a really special ingredient, a, a special recipe. And I think I have to go four point seven five stars, Jacqueline.
0: That's fine. He is still okay. in the hall of fame. Both his recipes. <laughs> What's up, Rikishi?
1: I'm missing the X factor of taking me out of my element or introducing me something special that I've never done before. That, and that's all it's missing. Yeah, but otherwise it's great. All the food, all the food, and all the things are there are great. But it didn't uh, didn't take me out of my zone like a super cookie. Or, um, that I took to you out of other. your zone? I, I My mind was open <laughs> to new things. It took me to a place that I didn't know I could go to wow. and exist and be free. And I'm stalling for time as I look up what our ratings are. Stone Cold Simmering Sauce. We both gave five stars. Destroyed it. Triple H's Swordfish. I rated a five. You gave a four eight. But that took me out of my element. Used the broiler pan and made me think of fish i'd never even thought of before and things i could do with it okay and those are my only uh, fives that i that i've given
0: yeah i'm a little more loosey-goosey with it but this brought me back to childhood it was a nostalgia thing it was a comfort thing it just made me happy from the inside out like that warm kind of happy
1: i'm missing some of our newer ratings but this this may be your second five jacqueline
0: yeah what was my other one yeah
1: Oh wait, the, your third your third five. Uh oh no you ate a lot you ate, this is a lot of fives. Yeah. You have the simmering sauce is a five. Yeah. The Rock's Chocolate of Cookies is a five. Yeah. The Godfather Cream Pie is a five. What? The Godfather's cream pie, you're eating a five. I'm
0: so disgusted with myself.
1: <laughs> it was chocolate pudding that I made with a gingerbread oh, crumble crust for you. Yeah, no, that was.
0: <laughs> yes, that definitely was. I was thinking the um, the sexual chocolate cake. Yeah. Okay, never mind. That's fine. That was really good pie. I just don't like the Godfather. <laughs> I don't like his whole deal.
1: <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of Top Rope Chef. Find us in our after show next week. Get a hold of that cliffhanger. What is Brad doing in the shower these days? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
0: That's going to be the, a week-to-week thing. <laughs> An installment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Send us emails of questions and comments or recipes for us to talk about or talk uh, in general. We'll, uh, give us names to call each other at the beginning of the show. Do those both at TopRopeChef at gmail.com or our Instagram, which is blowing up, Instagram.com slash TopRopeChef. See all the photos of Jacqueline's recipes and things that uh, I also make throughout the week, and we just post a lot of fun stuff in there.
0: We do. I'm going to put a little tasty treat up tonight. I don't like that I said that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You want to see more tasty treats? (laughs) Keep listening to Top Rope Chef. Bye.